afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We broadcast today from the Nebraska Soybean Board Studio, which is brought to you by Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. A weird day. I like how you worded that. As um, Aaron Bertles joins us now with Crossroads Marketing. And I tell you, it was. Corn and beans. And we were used to seeing the, the ebbs and flows between them. But today you said it just kind of was off. It was, and you should expect some of this as you go into a report, uh, a big report tomorrow, uh, where people are just trying to get themselves positioned. There's a lot of news back and forth with the China trade deal. Yesterday, things sold off because all of a sudden it's getting kicked off till December from November, and people don't know what position that puts us in. Is there something going on? And then in the overnight, you you see them come back and say, hey, now we've agreed to um, start phasing out the tariffs that we've implemented which was the beginning of this whole thing, right? And that's been a sticking point with China the whole time is if that's the way this thing started, that's the way we'd like to see it end is for those tariffs to go away. So that brought the markets back in the overnight to some extent, and then you had some sales today and um, continued you know, positive rhetoric on phasing out those trade deals. So beans closed well and corn didn't. You know, And really with corn, you have an expectation for the crop to get smaller tomorrow. I, those expectations have been reined in a lot since the last few reports haven't been nearly as friendly as, as people would like to see them with how tough this, this growing season has been. Uh, so guesses are tighter now, but uh, it's still expected to go down, but yet you see continued selling. And I think part of that is because um, even with private analysts coming out, they've, you know, they've been raising the crop in a lot of their guesses here before this report. The average trade guess is lower for tomorrow, but demand is just poor to start the year off. Ethanol's way behind. Um, you, you don't know if they're really going to change that yet just because it's so early in the season, but you're talking 200, 250 million bushels behind what the USDA already has predicted there. Exports are poor, um, mainly because of the competition that we have and also because of tariffs and, and the, the trade negotiations with China. So it's tough to get too excited about the corn market. There's somebody who really expects that we're going to see a big yield decline, and that's possible. I mean, it, this is a report where you could see something happen in that that matter because we are far enough into harvest now. I don't expect that tomorrow is going to be able to be a time where you're going to see huge acreage changes just because we are, it's not the slowest harvest ever, but we're well behind and it doesn't seem like things have really ramped up. I mean, every week it's just this kind of 10%, you know, taken off the, the total, which is not what you normally see when you're really trying to see people hustle out there. It's just stuff's not drying down and stuff's blown over and there's just a lot of challenges. It's been a frustrating year and we've talked about this this entire growing season, but as you look at this WASDE report tomorrow and you did mention that, that we could start to see some changes. So the what ifs that are in there for a, for a corn guy that's going, okay, I didn't need to do some marketing. Is it best just to wait till after this 11 o'clock report to decide what to do? Yeah, it's a tough question. I, the price has obviously come off in the last few days, which makes it much less attractive to, to try to do something. But you do have the, the side of this that we're at better prices than we were last year at this time, right? So you have to just manage uh, your situation and, and know the time frame that you have here. Because if this does put us in a tough position for this report, it's going to set the tone for the rest of the year. And it's going to be tough to come out of anything. Uh, if if this is negative tomorrow until we get to, well, I mean, there's a report in December, but the January report would really be the one that people would be looking at after that fact to to try to see if acres are going to be something that could be a, a big impact if that doesn't change much tomorrow. So everybody's situation is going to be really different, but this certainly is going to set the tone for the rest of the year. 
So what do we see in a basis change because of all this? I think basis has more to do right now. I mean, basis has stayed strong and it's continued to, to get better. And I think that has a lot more to do with uh, ready corn, you know, dried mm-hmm. corn that's that's able to actually get to the elevator at the, the right moisture level. And uh, that might continue to be a problem here for a little while um, in the next few weeks. But as you get further down the road, it's going to be, you know, it's going to start to dry down. Elevators are going to start to have more access to that. So I would be a little bit concerned about basis as you move, let's say, a month down the road. Um, but that's going to depend on price too, right? I mean, if the price goes down because the support's not friendly, they're going to have to do something to get grain from the farmer. Um, so basis could stay strong no matter what for the next few weeks just because there's not enough dry corn around. But after that, it'll, it'll determine more by it'll be determined more by what the futures price is. A lot of folks talking about that dry corn. It's like the the popular discussion of the lack there, I should say, yeah. of dry corn. Yeah, we knew that the whole time, right? I mean, we talked about this a month ago. Right. This is going to be an issue. There's no no denying the fact that this will be a late harvest. I mean, that was the one thing that uh, you and I talked about quite a while ago, and I'm sure you talk about with tons of people, is that might be something that drives price just in and of itself, is that this was going to be a late harvest. You weren't going to have a lot of market-ready corn. And it just hasn't been a huge, as big an impact as you would have hoped it would be. We got a couple of small little rallies there, but I think demand and all the confusion around uh, the Chinese trade deal has has really kept the market in check at this point. So are we going to continue to see some poor export opportunities for corn? I think that you're coming into the time where um, you should start to see that stuff increase. Uh, but we're still, we're just now to the point where we're competitive with Brazil's prices. I mean, we just last week, I believe, were the cheapest uh, for the first time in a long time, and we're pretty steady with that this week. So we're back into the competitive place, but, you know, if if you get to tomorrow and they drop the yield by three, four bushels or something like that in this report, all of a sudden you're out of whack again pretty quickly. So it's going to be determined upon that, and that's the way it should be. I mean, it's going to be determined upon the concern about supply. And this crazy snowstorm that went through the Dakotas, Minnesota, Wisconsin, these guys don't need snow right now. They need to get this crop out of the ground. Absolutely. And that's the tough part about, you know, they were going to reassess acres up there for this report. That's going to be a tough question to answer still. At this point, they just don't have any harvest done. So how do you, how do you know what's going to get harvested yet? You know, how do you readjust or reassess when you're doing an uh, assessment with people and asking them what they're going to get harvested? They may not even know at this point with how slow things are going up there. Well, stick around. We're going to take a look at the happenings of the soybeans as well as what we're seeing in the rest of this market. Talk, I'm sure, a little bit more about China and their demand. It is, what day is this? It's a Thursday. Week's getting away from me on the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Aaron Bertels continues to join us. Let's look at soybeans quick. We know that this whole talk with China and we thought, boy, a phase one signing in Iowa, that has been now put to the wayside, hopefully before 2019 is done. But the soybeans just continue to get hit with this whole China issue. I'm kind of numb to this thing at this point, I think. It's, I think everybody is. It's hard. I mean, you saw the trade overnight. They, they reacted very negatively to the fact that it was going to get pushed to December yesterday. And then in the overnight, they didn't react quite as positively to the fact that, you know, things were moving in a better direction, that, that we were going to be removing some of the tariffs, or they had agreed to remove some of the tariffs. So it, it just seems like it's kind of numb to this, and it, it's hard to understand why it reacts to it at all at this point. Just I know it's a huge deal, and that's why, but we've just been pushed off so many times now that uh, it's it's hard to buy into anything. So 
I think a lot of uh, today, too, was just the fact that they have been beat up. The market's been beat up pretty good in the last few sessions, and the yield has dropped in every report we've had up to this point. So the trend is for this yield to go down in soybeans, whereas it, it really hasn't been the trend in corn. So I think people are expecting that still. You're expecting that yield to come down a little bit more, and that carryout's in a much more precarious spot than corn is. So if you were to have the yield drop and you were – uh, to see a, a deal get done and demand to pick back up, which it already has. You know, I mean, demand has picked back up for soybeans during the time of the year where it's supposed to pick back up. Uh, so if you see those things happen, it's much more, uh, you know, interesting spot for soybeans than corn is at this point, just because of carryout difference. So, soybeans and hogs are pretty much married together on a normal year. This year, even more as we switch over to the livestock side, because they too ebb and flow with whatever that tweet or discussion is about China. Yeah, I think people look at the hog market and they expect more now because of ASF and everything that's gone on there. Uh, that's been heavily impacted by the discussions with China too. You know, it, But also, you come into a year like this and there is high expectations for what demand is supposed to look like when you expect that China's lost half of its hog herd. And we've had really good demand, uh, but it just hasn't been quite up to what they thought it would be. So, it's continuing to be good. That market's, you know, trying to find support here. Kind of had a false breakout yesterday, and kind of, you know, meandered around today with some of the new news that we had come out. Um, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna depend more on uh, demand than anything as we move forward, because we know supply is gonna pick back up. Uh, we're ramping up, obviously, and uh, we'll just have to see if if we can meet expectations, right? Because that's really what it comes down to. And um, as far as cattle go, cattle's just been on a huge tear and people have talked for weeks now that it's overbought you know in the futures market and that's all true it it's it's just been able to maintain that way because demand has been so strong i mean we're right up there with what our record was last year for this time of year box beef has been strong um everything looks good for that market i do think uh, the market's trying to just chop sideways here the last few days and, and kind of get itself out of that overbought position because you can either do that with a break in the market or you can do it with time right if you can go sideways for a while um, it's not nearly doesn't look nearly as overbought as it does if you just keep climbing up which is what we've done but you have taken no significant breaks in that market for the better part of you know 60 days really uh, so uh, strong market demand's been good box beef have been good and they expect cash cattle prices to increase this week Looking at that, I mean, as we look at exports and cash cattle prices, there's some positive things coming this way for cattle guys. Oh, yeah. And look at the stock market making all-time highs today, right? That never uh, turns people away at the grocery store, right? I mean, that's right. that's always something that coincides more with cattle, I think, than anything. And so you saw that happen today. And um, as long as that kind of stuff's continuing, as long as Bach B stays strong and you see demand stay strong, uh, it's going to be hard to hurt that market. And we're not back to the highs yet. It's just gotten itself back out of its hole. These asking prices, though, I mean, there's some lofty bids out there. Will they get met before Saturday? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think that uh, I think that you need to take a break in this market. A healthy market needs a little bit more of a break than what that market has had. I just don't know if it's going to happen yet. Um, you look at some of these uh, uh, things with charts and uh, just the overbought territory that that market's in. Um, I wonder if it, the way it's acting, if it's not just going to correct itself sideways instead of going down right now, but at some point it's going to have to take a break. I'm wondering, Aaron, how much is the, the recent Canadian purchase, I mean, China's purchasing from Canada, affecting our livestock markets here? Yeah, I'm sure a big part of it. Um, you know, you just, there's so much stuff going on there, um, and so 
the inventory overall, you know, just the supply overall as you move into next year. Um, we've known this was going to happen, and we talked about this a long time ago that you were going to have a shortage of of supply as you move into the next quarter, and, and that's starting to get built in here to this price now. Anything else we need to be watching? I mean, obviously we talked about the Wazi report, but we look into the marketings for the rest of this week into next week as we get closer to a holiday. I think it really just comes down to what kind of numbers we get tomorrow. I don't think it's going to change people's opinion again uh, mm-hmm. of you know what they think this supply is going to be. I think they're still going to be. Uh, the bulls are still going to be the bulls and the bears are still going to be the bears as you move into that January report. Um, but that's going to be the thing that sets the tone. All right. Best way for folks to get a hold of you. Yeah. Just call me at 402-309-3171. And that's the Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle and all the local dealers. Don't forget you can get this as a podcast as well through our website, ruralradio.com or wherever you subscribe to your favorite podcast. It's a Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.